Everybody. Welcome to another episode of Not Rocket Science, the show that talks about the intersectional relationship between business culture and technology. You know, technology. Um, hope all is well with you. So this one's a little different. We are pre-recording this episode much earlier than I usually do. Um Usually I record either the day of release or the day before release. This is about mm, a week or so out. Just because of scheduling issues, I'm going to be away. Um, so yeah, doing it not live. Not that it's ever live, but you get the point. Uh, today, so just naturally the YouTube algorithm has shaped me to fall into this rabbit hole of um, what I'm going to be talking about today, it's kind of a hot button topic. I've seen lots of YouTube videos about it more recently, podcasts, just organically. I hear this topic popping up in podcasts just as a question. So the show in general is going to be tailored around the design industry. So if you don't give two craps about design or the industry of design, the business of design, Maybe not the episode for you. Maybe this is not the one for you. I have 70 other episodes. Maybe one of those will tickle your fancy a little bit more. This one, though, is strictly about design. I am in the design industries to a degree. Well, I am a designer. I'm not, I don't work at a design firm necessarily, but I do work as an experienced designer in-house at a company um it's my background basically so i like to listen to design podcasts watch youtubes about design the design industry where things are going where things are right now if you set up a design business what does that look like why even do it in the first place etc 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 um it's kind of this little world that's blown up in the past, I want to say, five to ten years, um, with YouTube becoming more and more standard, more and more channels, more content, etc. All these little sub-niches just kind of blow up and get a lot more global shine just because of access, right? So, one topic I keep seeing over and over again when it comes to the design industry is the future of the design industry as a business, on a personal level, how to position yourself and your career. Just basically, this is all coming from a place where if you look at where the industry was in the 80s compared to the 90s, compared to the early 2000s during the dot-com 2.0 bubble era to, I guess, 
the days of early social media, so maybe like 10 years ago to now, each decade, the industry and design's role with technology specifically has fundamentally changed um, probably as much as other industries like marketing. How, how with the uh, birth of search engines and um, you know Google AdWords and now social media ad campaigns and paid social and things like that, like more has changed in advertising and marketing, arguably, in the past five to ten years than the previous 100 years before it. And you can make, to a degree, that same argument when it comes to design, because the internet obviously changes everything, and the internet's only really about 10 years old, give or take, in a matured phase. And it might not even be mature. We might not know anything, and this might still be in the... In the um, early stages of the internet depends how you look at it um but compared to the early days it's interesting i just read this uh article about the history of aim aol instant messenger and like the product development life cycle of how they built aim and how they did it like basically without any internal support from aol it's kind of like this like stealth mission for a certain team, they got a hold of servers just because they knew the key holder of the servers, basically. But they never really got corporate sign-off for that project. And anyway, not to go on a big, long tangent, but essentially they talked about all the limitations they had and you know how implementing smileys as options when you're typing um, your text in your text areas you know, was a big initiative for them at the time and things like that. And uh, looking at where we were then to now, you know, a lot's changed in the past 20 years or so. So I'm just using it as a baseline comparison when it comes to defining what internet maturity, quote unquote, is. But anyway, back to the design industry. So in the early days of the internet, basically, uh, from what I understand, what I could piece together, because this is before my time. This is way before my time. Um, but from podcasts and videos and interviews of people from that time, what I could gather essentially is uh, back then, <clears throat> designers were just designers. You know what I mean? Like they were a lot closer to, in most cases, I'm sure there's, you know, there's small little pockets here and there that are a little more like the contemporary version of what a designer is. But back then they were basically like artists. Um, from what I understand, they even considered themselves artists who did these designs for a living at a design, you know, at design firms for uh, corporate clients. Or even if you were in-house, you, know, you were a designer. You're like the designer. Like It's kind of like in high school when you think of somebody who's like, into design what they are it's really usually uh synonymous with being artistic and being an artist even today lots of designers are artists but they there's this better collective understanding between the difference between a designer and an artist whereas an artist you know it's it's creative expression and design it's more creative problem solving uh that wasn't as clearly established yet uh across the board as it is now that's one big difference but um from that point 
the concept of a designer in many ways kind of broke apart from the concept of being an artist and they kind of became two different things again with tons of overlap and again even back you know designers have existed since forever um you know you have your alexander rodchenko's in the you know 19 teens and 1920s doing design work problem solving but he was also an artist um and in his mind, he probably knew the difference between the two crafts, but I'm not, I don't know this at all. I'm not sure. And I didn't go to design school. So my design like history, uh, isn't probably as well versed as others, but I would assume that the perception of somebody like an Alexander Rodchenko back in the twenties, right? Despite doing design work, that was clearly on a grid problem solving for something very specific that you know created or was one of the creators of constructivism and has influenced everything from supreme to you know the obey giant uh classic design from shepherd fairy etc um probably one of the most relevant designers of all time as far as how he influenced design today but Despite all of that, I'm not sure his clients, his peers, people in general who just knew him saw him as both an artist and a designer, meaning saw him as both somebody who can express himself graphically but also can solve problems graphically. My point is up until like the internet digital product era, I'm, from what I can tell, not really sold that that distinction was clearly understood, um, even within the design community and the art community, until computer software started to become prevalent and started getting out of this idea of the engineers designing the UIs and uh, started going towards hiring and companies started going towards designers to design the UIs and in part um, design firms and creative agencies and advertising agencies realized this and started having their own in-house designers to do UI designs for clients right I think really the computer age is what helped shape that distinction so that's kind of like the early days right And if we're going to talk about where design's going in the future, I feel like essentially that was kind of like being born. Design, the fundamentals especially, existed way before that. Again, I understand when it comes to industrial design, when it comes to um, graphic design, typography, layout. That's... That was all pretty well established at that point, but I'm talking more about problem solving, design as a business, um, problem solving for clients, beyond advertising work where you have you know your storyboarder and your copywriter and things like that. I'm talking about like digital product design as far as how it's fueling the internet age, how it's going to fuel the future. That's kind of the timeline I'm working with. I'm not talking about design in general. Just I just want to clarify because I can understand 
the standpoint from somebody who's very well versed in design thinking me talking about the mid 80s as like the birth of design sounding totally ridiculous i understand that um but i'm just working in this framework of digital problem solving via design not so much um the fundamentals of design or how it can solve problems when it comes to selling a movie and creating a poster or uh some sort of graphic for a political campaign or you know what ha- whatever whatever the problem is because to me the design industry has blown up so much since personal computers became a thing and the world I'm in which is user experience design is deeply rooted in in that whole um explosion in the 80s the timeline I'm working with butts right up with technology in general and uh computing and that timeline and how design and that world kind of intertwine so if the early days of the personal computer and the early early days of the internet is kind of like the birth then you, i t- i kind of look at the AOL era as kind of like childhood kind of um starting to come into own, to your own starting to have like a personality you know user interfaces were starting to get common conventions as far as like button design having hover states having focus states having uh action states having disabled states having some sort of like system in a very rudimentary way for your design or like a style guide during those days you know i look at that kind of as like your childhood your early childhood and then your later childhood i'm thinking like you know 9 10 11 12 13 was kind of the era after that kind of uh post AOL up into uh you know Facebook's rise smartphones taking off etc like to me that's the entire like childhood into adolescence and i think where we're really at right now is kind of that late puberty stage it's kind of like design puberty where i really think the industry so for a while design practices are what changed and got more mature and smarter going from um you know basic style guides to uh pattern libraries to really um smart design systems based on components that keep your design clean and organized and and um, makes it easy to create updates quickly across the board for your entire ui um lets you have better version control just better organizational structure within a design team within a company um there's a really quick maturation process there you know having ios guidelines having uh google material design coming out and having those guidelines um i think that was a major explosion that in terms of rapid maturity is on par with a person when a person's nine years old to the time they're like 14 years old or 13 years old that is a huge difference 13 year olds never want to hang out with nine year olds for a reason they look at themselves as almost like a totally different person um 
and I feel like design is the same way right now, at least digital product design. People now looking back on, you know, 2007, 2008 and how people worked as a team then compared to now, it's it's a totally different world. It's like the dark age basically. So that's kind of how I'm just and I'm I'm not going too deep in the point of this isn't to go super granular into each the analogy of different stages of life or anything. I'm just painting this picture to just kind of make what I'm throwing out there a little clearer. Um, but when it comes to like the design puberty, I think now we're hitting the point where it's like kind of like the movie Super Bad. You know, we're like kind of in this stage where we're Michael Sarah or McLovin at this point, and we're transitioning into becoming adults. Still, quite haven't figured it out, but we're starting to see early signs of what's emerging. And to me. The idea of um, IoT, Internet of Things, omni-channel design, and then, of course, uh, AR, VR, AI, voice, having companies take their voice apps and use AI to put it on the blockchain. <laughs> I mean, just just to show you how we haven't quite figured it all out yet. And there's a lot of jargon right now, a lot of buzzwords when it comes to future technologies, but... Point being is this stuff's starting to take off, and um, to me, what's really interesting about it, all of it's interesting, but what's interesting about it is I think the idea of a generalist designer as a hireable commodity isn't going to go away per se, but it's just going to be different. I think there's going to be more, and I'm already seeing it on sites like LinkedIn now, there's going to be more and more specialty in the design jobs that are available. So like UX, UI designer, that's eventually going to go away, I think. And it's going to be specialized. It's going to be, you know, a VUI designer, a voice user interface, a voice user interface designer, or a digital product designer that only focuses on design systems. So they're kind of like the... Uh, design systems admin slash designer um and then you're of course you're going to have your your virtual reality designers which already exist um the point is is everything's going to be more specialized for the exact use cases of those companies initiatives at the time and it's going to be a narrower net within a wider net as opposed to right now where it's just this big wide open net of design talent. So like from a technical skills standpoint, I think you know, this whole like generalist versus specialist argument, I don't think generalists are going to go away per se. I just think the vast majority of positions you're going to see are going to be in some sort of specialty position. It's going to be like product designer for X, not just digital product designer or UI UX designer. That's just my hunch right now. Um, we're slowly getting there already. I'm just already, compared to like three years ago, the jobs that I see on LinkedIn and Indeed and sites like that, they're already becoming more specialized. Um, and it makes sense. If you look at digital marketing, that used to be a fairly broad position that's gotten more and more specialized over the years. So, I mean, I always like to look at parallel industries, not parallel, but different industries um, that have also been impacted from this new kind of renaissance of like digital skill building and marketing is a one that 
I think it was a little ahead of design, and you kind of see just how niched each role is um, this day and age to the point where you have, like, now social media managers that are for specific platforms like Instagram only. It's getting that niche down. Um, but anyway, so I think from a skill standpoint, that's going to be the big difference moving forward out of this, like, puberty stage into a more, like, young adult stage, if you will. And then... The other thing that I think is going to be different is how you position yourself as like a thought leader or as like a leader in design moving forward. I think it's going to be a little different. I think just having design chops and being like a senior designer that then manages younger designers and then manages a team of designers, etc., and then maybe eventually gets a VP role. Um, if they prove out to be good at managing a team. I think that's going to kind of go away, and I think what's going to replace it is sort of what Airbnb has kind of established as far as their company DNA, which is designers moving forward. As screens become less and less important, I think they're still going to be pretty damn important. I don't think they're going away anytime soon. But... As like this whole omni-channel design craze with the Internet of Things and all that, and as digital applications be in various forms, whether it's voice, whether it's on your laptop, your phone, on your table as a projected hologram for Christ's sake, like as that as just digital applications become more and more ubiquitous and follow you everywhere at everything you do, um the more it matters for a designer to not care so much and have this deep knowledge of like pixel density across computer screens, iPhone and Androids and things like that. And more so having an understanding of how the business actually works, um, how data science impacts design and how to foster a collaborative relationship that really works um, from the standpoint of how business decisions are made with data, therefore influencing the design and kind of coordinating that effort holistically. Because right now, I could tell you, it doesn't always happen in the smoothest way. There's still, in a lot of cases, this split um, when it comes to how a C-suite exec operates. A lot of the time... There's, you know, huddling up with the finance team and going over P&L and going over numbers, going over, you know, cost of acquisition over lifetime value with the marketing team. And then that kind of trickles into product from the top, but doesn't really touch the design team so much. And I think that's where it's going to change. I think much like how a SVP of marketing or a chief um, chief marketing officer has a big influence when it comes to the numbers talk and you know the the PNL, the overhead costs, the fixed costs, the variable costs, understanding how you know marketing spend is going to influence the bottom line. Like I think that is going to be. Um, part of just the design ladder i think there's going to be more design executives being more tied in 
to those financial discussions and getting a clearer understanding of how the business works and not just getting these blanket, you know, KPIs for the business on this project from this product manager, taking them at face value or asking questions about them, but never really getting that full-fledged access. A lot of the company in general doesn't get, to be honest. Those are usually like, I'm talking about those closed door discussions. So to me, like a design leader executive is the ones that can talk with C-suite about P&L, about what the major initiatives are, can take a budget, can figure out how they're going to coordinate um, with product and marketing some sort of solution to a problem that's cost-effective, margin-enhancing, um, and not to steal from Gibson Biddle, who's a big product guy who used to work at Netflix, but like margin, he has this thing where like the goal of any product is to delight users in hard-to-copy margin-enhancing ways. And just what I'm thinking of now, um, I'm thinking that design's going to have a bigger stake in coordinating that from the top down, basically. Um, so, yeah, from a career path standpoint, that's kind of where I see design going, just a bigger seat at the table, at the big boy table, at the exec table. And then, uh, as I mentioned earlier, from a skill standpoint, things becoming more and more specialized for a specific need. If you're an in-house designer or if you're an agency designer, it's kind of the same thing. I think the roles are just going to be um, more and more specialized. So I think it's kind of important for designers now, if they have time, because designers are never overworked or anything, right? But um, I think it's a good idea to take a look at emerging technologies, figure out which one makes the most sense to you um, as far as just natural affinity, something that you know, you're the most curious about or just gets you the most excited, and take a course or try to get buy-in to you know, implement it in something that you're building at your current role, if possible. That's kind of a stretch, to be honest. But, uh, I mean, there's tons of courses for these things, so... I would say get your feet wet. Try to get that as something that you can say you specialize in on some level and then kind of brand yourself as a designer but has this kind of like specialty in this new emerging thing. I think that's just a smart thing to do. Anyway, so yeah, that's kind of just my thoughts on the future of the design industry from a skill standpoint, from a career standpoint. Um, I don't run a design agency, so I'm not going to get really into the... the uh, detailed aspects of running a design business and my thoughts on the future of that because I haven't done it and I don't like to talk too much about shit that I haven't done on some basic level um but just high level that's my thoughts on where the industry's going because it's all the rage these days on the design podcast so figured I'd just throw my two cents in there um that's it guys thank you for listening I appreciate it. If you have any questions, any comments, hit us up at notrocketscienceshow at gmail.com, as you may know by now, or on Twitter or IG at NRS underscore show. We will get back to you with the quickness. All right, guys. Have a good one. I'm out. Peace. <laughs>